Ready to do this shit? Let's do it. All right, cool. Let's do it. You are listening to Thanks for the Invite podcast with Freddie Correa. Man, I'm trying to... I seen your girl post a BM. So I hit her in the DM. All eyes, yeah, I see him. Yeah, this your man, I hate to be him. It goes down in the DM. It go down. It go down in the DM. It go down, it go down. It goes down in the DM. It go down. It go down in the DM. It go down, it go down. Snapchat me that pussy. Tell me that pussy if it's cool Well, my DM poppin', poppin' My DM just caught a body Move. I got celebs in the DM They're breaking news if they see them But nah, we don't do no talkin' We see something shit too often Fuck nigga. I seen your girl post a BM So I hear her in the DM All eyes, yeah, I see them yeah, this your man, I hate to be him. It goes down in the DM. It go down. It go down in the DM. It go down, it go down. It goes down in the DM. It go down. It go down in the DM. It go down, it go down. Don't you hate when you get screenshot? How do you like that song, Steve? Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Was that too gangster? Yeah, first time I've ever heard this song. First time. <laughs> You're just watching it like... What the hell is a lot of ass on this video? <laughs> What's up, everybody? This is Freddie Correa. We are back. This thanks for the invite podcast. And today I have Steve McAnally on the podcast. What's up, brother? How you doing? I'm good, man. Just uh, watching this music video you posted for me. <laughs> I hear about all the DMing going on on yeah. Facebook and all that. And I, it's funny. <laughs> women women do that all the time. They talk about how much... Uh, Everybody send them their dick pics and everything. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, who the hell's doing that? I'm like, are you serious? Yeah, it's a double standard because um, it's cool when a girl sends it to you, you know, Snapchat me that pussy and all that, you know. Yeah, well, it's funny. I don't, I don't get that either though. That's because I'm married, man, and people know that. Yeah. I, I put it out there plenty. I, don't send it to me. I don't need, I don't need any of the trouble. I'm happy with what I've got. <laughs> but if you send a dick pic. girls hate that, man. Oh yeah, girls always talk about. I see it online all the time. Uh, you know who likes dick pics? Shauna Christmas. <laughs> we had an episode on the podcast where she's like, send me your dick pics. I don't give a fuck. I that's, like dick pics. <laughs> that's funny. Hey, at least she's honest. Yeah. And you know what's funny is I think more more women, honestly, are, are probably, if they knew that people wouldn't say, oh, she's a slut or a whore, they would probably say, yeah, I don't mind seeing them. Sit, send away. At yeah. Least, at least Shauna's awesome, honest about it. And just yeah. Like, yeah. Send them to me, man. Let's check them out. Shout out to Shauna Christmas. Yeah. But that is uh, that is funny because a lot of women, a lot of a lot of people in general, they want to be, they want to censor themselves and give a uh, false interpretation of what they actually are. And right. Your dog just farted, dude. Oh yeah. That means he likes you. Yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> sorry about that. <laughs> Yeah, sorry about that. Oh, no worries. That happens. Come but, on, Chico. Uh, That's his uh, special appearance by Chico right there. <laughs> uh, so shout out to Shana Christmas. If anybody want to send some dick pics, please send them to uh, S-H-A-N-N 
and the word Christmas on Twitter. So uh, <laughs> we're going to have her on the podcast soon. She's a healthcare professional. She'll tell you if you've got something wrong with it. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's funny. So, nice. Steve, where can people find you if they want to follow you on social media? Uh, it's Steve McAnelly. I'm the one and only one on Facebook, coincidentally. There's uh, only three of us in the entire world. Or, yeah, in the entire world. Oh, yeah? With that uh, name, yeah. So, How do you spell your last name? M-C-I-N-E-L-L-Y. M-C-I. There you go. No, you're not. Hold on. Steve? Uh-huh. On, on Twitter? Oh, on you? Twitter, it's going to be M Comedy. Oh. Steve M Comedy. Oh, okay. Steve See? M Comedy. All right. So that way people can find you. Do, yeah. you, do you prefer people find, uh, add you on Facebook instead? Uh, Facebook's a lot easier because... Uh, you don't get on Twitter that much, huh? Not as much. Not really. You can see that my uh, my pinned post has 30 favorites and three retweets. It says, uh, told Donald Trump I'd shave my pubes and donate it for his new wig. <laughs> That's from August Fizz. So you're pretty... I do one yeah. or two every a couple times. I mean, I've only got 4,500 tweets. I mean, I don't... Yeah, I don't really do a whole lot of Twitter because... I, it's the interaction's not there. I prefer Facebook. Prefer Facebook. Yeah, it's just it's a little more interactive. You run out after five thousand friends, huh? Well, yeah. If you're a whore, <laughs> I'm not. Qu- yeah. I'm not quite. Uh, I'm not quite maxed out on people yet. But Do you have the follow there. option? Oh, on mine, yeah. I let people follow or whatever too, and it's a lot I, of people add. And um, if I haven't met them in person, I, I if if you know, I, it's different from Instagram or Twitter for me. Mm-hmm. Twitter and Instagram, I'll follow back anybody. Yeah. You know, I follow thousands of people back. I, I, I'm a whore on that. Oh yeah. Well, I'll follow. I'll follow pretty much anybody on Twitter or Instagram that follows me, with the exception of people that are uh, basically buy more followers. I won't follow any of that shit back. It, uh, they send me messages like that on the oh, inbox. Yeah. And are uh, they tagging their names up? And I'm like, I don't want your yeah, shit. Look, I like, don't even open you. their messages when they when they send me. Oh, look, follow hundreds of thousands of people. And, but fuck you. Yeah, I don't, I don't want that shit. Yeah. And that's the thing is, I mean, when, you know, I, what? But my favorite thing with Instagram and Twitter is I have the app on my phone that tells me who unfollows. Yes. Me. People that follow to unfollow, I go get rid of their ass right away. I'm oh, like, yeah. and then usually what's funny is because there was some guy that's uh, pretending to be like some famous author, some bestseller, and I don't remember what his name was. But he went and followed me. He caught me on a bad day. Usually, I just ignore it, unfollow him, let him go. Mm-hmm. I caught this dude back because he's on there telling everybody, come follow me. I like to follow everyone and this and that. And so I tweeted back. And I said, then why'd you unfollow me after you followed me, dipshit? Oh, shit. And Twitter then, wars. Oh, yeah. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> like not even not even two minutes later, he refollowed me back and said, oh, my apologies. Uh, yeah. I have people working for me. And you may have been unfollowed on accident. Yeah. Please, my ex. You know, yeah. like, I'm like, dude, I'll follow you back. You follow me. I said, don't just. Don't don't yeah. pull your shit up. Follow to unfollow. I you know, hate there's that. some famous people that do that um, mm-hmm. on uh, Twitter. Like, um, what's that guy that was in Half Baked? He's a comedian, very funny comic. Not, uh, not Chappelle or Brewer, right? Brewer, Jim Brewer. Yeah. Okay. Let's see if he still follows me. He followed me, and I got excited. Uh-huh. I'm like, holy shit, Jim Brewer follows me. And um, there you go. It doesn't say that he follows me anymore. Nice. So he's one of those guys that, <laughs> look, he has 125,000 followers. He follows 4,000 4, people. people. So he goes around and, and it's not him. I think it's somebody doing it for him. It probably is. It's whoever is and, uh, his social media team. Yeah. Because yeah. he followed me and then I follow him back. I have an unfollow him. I like him. Yeah. He's hilarious. And you know, the funny thing is when you follow uh, famous people on Twitter, and I don't follow famous people on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook at all. Mm-hmm. People are like, go go follow these people or like those pages. I'm like, no, I don't need to because you have enough people that retweet their shit. You already yeah. see it. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm done with uh, 
go like my Facebook page. It's a scam. Yeah. You know, it's a scam from Facebook, right? Oh, it's a pain in the ass. I've got don't don't. I've got a I've got to like my Facebook page too. I've got that shit too. I know that. I look, they want uh, you to pay to buy more. People. Exactly. Yeah, and they want you to pay to promote your shit. Uh-huh. I have on. Uh, I think on Facebook, I I don't know how to pull up my page, but anyway, I have over a thousand ever since. Uh, part of it was from the King, no, not King Tamer, uh, Raid Zone video. Oh, okay. I got a lot of likes out of that, mm-hmm. but a lot of it comes from uh, they think I'm somebody else. Oh, you should be able to pull it up over on your pages, your yeah, address. right there, pretty creative page. Yeah. Yeah. So <clears throat> this is my like page right here. And how many are you up to? Uh, how do you pull that up? Oh, likes. Two thousand fifty-two. Yeah, so I get some every week. Look, like it says this week I got like the plus three. Mm-hmm. But then I go to the messages and they think, I haven't even posted something over like almost like maybe six months. Yeah. I get these messages from people um, thinking I'm Selena's ex-percussionist. Oh, really? There was a Freddie Curry in there? That's funny. Yeah, dude. Uh, this- you just be careful with people that are Selena followers. You don't want somebody to shoot you, you know what I, I mean? Yeah, I know. I've been fucking around, though, with uh, some of the... I haven't done it in a while, but mm-hmm. this is Freddie Curry right here with Selena. That's funny. Yeah, so uh, he's a singer, a dancer. I guess not a percussionist. I think he was a backup dancer. Nice. No, I like Selena. She had some good, she had some good music, man. Well, that's Freddie Curry right there. That's him? Shit, dude, you might as well live it up and just say, yeah, that was me. Yeah, I fuck around with some people. Yeah. I, I say, oh, th- th- when they say, uh, are you Selena's ex-backup uh, dancer or singer? And I fuck with them. I say, yeah, uh, I don't I, I do not do that no more. I'm a comedian now. No, and, yeah, uh, <laughs> you should. You should say, but you should come and see me because I, lo- I have the love for comedy and not the love for uh, <laughs> yeah. music anymore. Look, here's a, fuck, I keep pulling up. Um, oh, here we go. This is how you pull up messages. Uh-huh. So, uh, like, like uh is this freddy from los dinos yeah <laughs> <laughs> what is uh what's freddy from los dinos what the hell's los dinos freddy from los dinos okay so los dinos was selena's group okay that's the name uh selena and los dinos nice so see i didn't even respond to this one that was from june 21st <laughs> yeah and then uh this person i think i was fucking with them oh, like, nice. <laughs> like they sent me pictures of themselves hola freddy uh hi i am from reynosa blah 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 i'm a fan of selena uh, take care. Nice. This is me. And I'm like sending me pictures. I'm Dude, I'm surprised you didn't get a dick pic yeah. in your DM. <laughs> God, he sent you topless dreamy ones. That's, yeah, dude. That's funny. Nice. Look at look at this shit. I think a lot of my Instagram followers come from that too. They that's see, funny. they all think I'm fucking Freddie Gre- <laughs> Do you know Jennifer Lopez? <laughs> <laughs> that's funny oh, as hell. Th- there was one that I was fucking with him back and forth. Oh, look here. Uh-huh. This is the one I told him. Now I am a comedian and I send him a, my video on YouTube. Nice. <laughs> and he said, uh, congratulations, blah, blah, blah. That's funny as shit. Yeah, Freddie City, uh, excuse me, but are you uh, the choir singer from selena that's funny and i said yes and now i'm a comedian <laughs> <laughs> you know it's funny as uh like how i told you when you're when you introduced me at the front and when you're trying to say my name but it was funny that uh when i tell you there's only three people with my name in the world uh which which is funny because i'm the youngest one uh-huh. the other two there's one that's a uh uh, com- uh what the hell is he? he's a lawyer in washington state i believe and then the other was a civil engineer in arizona mm-hmm. and which is so it's funny so three people out of you know six billion people or whatever the hell's in this world yeah. however many people there are but it's it was funny because all of a sudden uh it was about it was about four or five years ago i got a uh i got a, a message to my inbox uh-huh. and it says 
It says, hey, uh, hey, St- is this Steve McAnally from uh, Granite High School, which is a Utah school, mm-hmm. uh, from class of 1963? Oh, yeah. And I'm like, what the hell? <clears throat> which is funny because I'm looking at it, I'm like, I, you know, I had to write back and tell the guy, I'm like, no, I actually uh, didn't. I wasn't even born until uh, 1972, dude. <laughs> but I'm like, the one you're probably thinking of is it's got to be one of the other two. But but they're not on Facebook because they're older. You know. Oh, how'd you find them then? How do you know there's a... Uh... Uh, I Google myself. I Google my name. Oh wow! <laughs> because when you have uh, when you have an uncommon name like mine, yeah. when someone posts something or puts ignorant shit about you and it hits online, you can find it real quick. That's true. You go through Google, and I had uh, I have Google alerts always set. So when something comes up, if it's posted a magazine article or whatever, there's a mention on one of these people's things. Then yeah, I'll find it. I'll see it and, and stuff like you that. Kill them. Yeah, I can go out and stalk the shit. I wonder why they're talking shit. I'm like, dude, I'm nice to all you people. I'm like, what the hell are you going after yeah. me for? But uh, I, I found one on doing those Google Google reports like that. There was a girl. Uh, I did a uh, I did a 48 hour film festival, which there's one going on here now because I seen somebody post that they were gonna go work on a movie movie this weekend. If you know what the 48 hour film festival is, no, it takes like it's like a whole bunch of independent producers and filmmakers and actors. They get together, they get like a story given to them. They get it like on a like a Friday night and they have to have it turned back in by like Sunday night. Make a movie? They have to make like a five to ten minute little short movie. That's pretty cool. And uh, so it's really neat, but it, but it has to be produced, directed, cut, edited, yeah. and into into the producer's hands within that 48 hour period. So mm-hmm. it's kind of it's kind of fun. Some of the people come up, but it's not like you can't just come up with your own ideas. They come up there and then like the director goes, okay, here you got to deal with like a firehouse or something. And mm-hmm. here you're dealing with working at Subway sandwiches or something like that. So then they have to go do it. Well, I was doing uh, the award ceremony. They had uh, there's like the the, the award ceremony, the final night of the project when everybody's getting, you know, the, they were screening all the awards. Well, that's here got, in Vegas. No, this was here in it was in Salt Lake. Oh, this okay. was about uh, it was 2012 actually because uh, it's funny because we're we're. Um, the bad thing is we had went, we had just went to a wedding reception. One of our friend's kids had gotten married, we went to the wedding reception and one of my dogs at the time, I had a Samoyed and he wasn't doing very well. And we knew it was kind of only a matter of time. Well, that night we got home and, and I knew it was like, I knew he, had, I knew he was going to die. I just didn't know when. And cause he was kind of strug, struggling and sluggish and he was already also over 12 years old and big dogs kind of, you know, 10, 12 years, that's pretty good long lives. So anyway, so my dog, my dog ends up dying and so I'm out there, you know, digging a hole, everything, going through all the stuff, you know, trying to, you know, basically stop crying because one of our kids. Oh yeah. Have some beers going down, you know, just kind of, you know, have our own little, our own little team McAnally burial for our dog and yeah. all this shit. And uh, about this is about two o'clock in the morning after we had sat and dug up, you know, and and gave him a nice burial and all this shit. And still finished up the rest of the beer, and I was wide awake because I was not really in any mood to want to go to sleep. So I did the Google search. Yeah. Popped up. Well. Winking back for about a month previous, this uh, girl was at the 48-hour film festival. See, I'm down in the front of this movie theater. Have you ever done comedy in a movie theater? No. You're down at the very bottom, and so everybody's mm-hmm. like, you know, like stadium seating all the mm-hmm. way up. And so the wit laughter is a little bit different, but it's... Uh, it had oh, Reno Tahoe Comedy Club is like that. Yeah, it's similar to yeah. that, but this is an actual movie theater that goes like 500 seats deep, okay. so it's a huge movie theater. Yeah. And, uh, and it's filled up with all these filmmakers from the northern Utah and southern Idaho area and stuff like that. Yeah. And... So when they when they hired me to do it, they said, "Hey, we need to be a PG thirteen, you know, nothing, no strong yeah. innuendos." I said, "No problem, you know." I and they knew I could do it, so that's why they got me. <clears throat> when uh, 
I, I did my jokes, you know, I did, I did a domestic violence joke mm-hmm. and I always reference it and it's, it's a totally different joke than the one I use now, but it's the same connotation, basically same, similar idea. Mm-hmm. But I always preference it was, I don't condone domestic violence, but I understand on this. Yeah. And everybody was laughing. We had a good time. People come afterwards. Hey, the show was great. It was wonderful. Mm-hmm. So here we are at two 30 in the morning. Thought nothing big deal like a month later. Google search and all of a sudden I see this headline underneath like one of the Google image searches that says Steve McAnally is an unfunny, unsensitive, chauvinistic <laughs> asshole or something. And I'm like, what the hell? A blogger? No, it was a girl that went on uh, like one of the community pages on Facebook. Oh. And I was like, I'm like, what the hell did I do to her? Mm-hmm. You know, and so I kind of went and clicked on the thing because it only gave me like the headline that pretty much said I'm an asshole. And I'm like, can we still find it? I, I don't think it's up there. I think that whole page has been taken down oh. because I've looked for it again because I wanted to go back and remember the girl's name because I want to start writing jokes about her name. And her name's Ashley, but I can't remember her last name. But she, uh, it was so funny because I went on there and I'm like, I said, I'm, I'm already starting to be drunk, you know, and it's 2.30 in the morning. And I'm getting ready to say, call her every name I could, like, you dumb bitch, I can't believe you're <laughs> acting like this, and da-da-da. So I start reading kind of through what it is, you know, what's going on. And then she all of a sudden tells me it was at the 48-hour film fest, because she, she wrote like a little paragraph, uh-huh. you know. And I'm like, what the hell? So all I did, basically, I went on and I, uh, I looked at... Uh, uh, her page and everything, but kind of read through it and I looked at it and I seen it and she actually had uh, spelled my name right. Yeah. And so, you know, I'm thinking, I'm right after I typed out a big long paragraph to call her a cunt and everything else. Mm-hmm. And then I stopped. I'm like, no, I'm not going to do it. I erased everything back and then I just wrote, hey, thank you so much for spelling my name right. I do appreciate it. That's <laughs> all I said. I can't spell your name. I got to fucking copy and paste it. I know. And see, and that's all I and said. And it's not that hard. No, no. And there's 11,400 results in under, a, in under a second with my name on <laughs> yeah. it. But it was so, it was funny because, so when I did that, I said, thank you for spelling my name correctly. Yeah. Well, when you comment on something on Facebook, it automatically pops up. It says, hey, Steve commented on this. Yeah. Like 2.30 in the morning, Mountain Standard Time. So 1.30 here, you know, in different times in, in parts of the country. Mm-hmm it starts popping up. Well, people, a lot of stuff's not really flowing that time of the night. It's kind of slow right. on Facebook. Well, all of a sudden there were other people that follow me that knows who I am uh-huh. that were on there. All of a sudden they caught onto it and started just going after this girl, like lambasting her, just like, why do you say such ignorant stuff about him? He's a nice guy. Fuck you. You're a bitch and all this stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, what the hell? And so me and Carla just sat there like for like the next two hours, just reading comment after comment, people just going after this girl. Oh, wow. And I was like, holy shit. I go, that's actually kind of cool that people like me enough to Yeah, <laughs> to you didn't have to defend yourself. I didn't even have to defend myself. Cool. But the weird part was, like I say, it was, it was so crazy that like it was a month later that, you know, that we found it. And I was just like, holy shit. I, so I didn't. So she just... She happened to be in the audience that night. Yeah, and she, she just ha- mm-hmm. had a complaint about your comment. Yeah, she had a, wow. about about one joke, which is weird because, yeah, it was kind of like it was like the first time I'd ever seen something like ignorant from somebody that seen me do something on right. you know online. I can I can deal with somebody. In a way, it's kind of cool though. It, it's it publicity. is publicity. <laughs> it is publicity. And it is kind of weird, and I can deal. I can deal with people not uh, you know not loving everything I do comedically wise. I know that comedy yeah. is very subjective. Yeah, P- you people like you or they don't like you. I get that. And would I like everybody to think I'm funny? Of course I would. But you know what? That's not going to happen. It's and not going to happen. I already know that. Yeah. And we um, ourselves yeah. don't like every 
uh, like for example, I can't say I think every comedian that's making it out there is funny to me. No, because yeah. like you said, it's, it, and people don't get that. It's subjective. Oh yeah, it really is. It comes down to that. It is. Well, it's it's no different than like I mean, when you're dating, mm-hmm. if you you may be you may find a girl like that looks like your wife more attractive to people that look like her, brown eyes, brown hair, mm-hmm. you know, with her build. That's maybe more like less what you're attracted to mm-hmm. you know it, it you may be attracted to polynesian girls you may be attracted to white girls i mean it's it, it's kind of it's just yeah. subjective to what your it's appeal subjective. is exactly and that's what that's what comedy is too it I mean, doesn't mean i don't like the comedians like mm-hmm. uh there's some comedians that are big out there right now even on netflix i love them yeah i love them I, maybe i might listen to their podcast but their comedy not so much oh yeah it's just not my style well, it doesn't mean it's bad, though. No, it doesn't mean it's bad. There's well, there's there's two comics to me that are they're giant names and they are very huge out there. And it's Brian Regan and Jerry Seinfeld, mm-hmm. both extremely successful and and great at what they do. Would I sit and watch them? No, I don't really like their humor. You don't at like all. their humor, not at yeah. all. And but, see, here but they're I am. very successful, and I do appreciate <clears throat> how hard they work and what right. they've done. You're going. Damn, it's fantastic. I yeah. just, I'm just not, their humor is just not for what I like. And what happens with some people is that because they don't like the humor, they feel they have to bash on them. Oh, yeah. And it's not necessary. No, it's, it, it's, it's not. just, if you don't like it, that's it. Oh, yeah. Well, see, and that's the thing is funny is that when people ask you that, they're like, well, what, uh, what if Jerry Seinfeld or, or Brian Regan asked you to open for him? I'm like, I'm not stupid. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I would. I mean, and I'd go watch their, you know, I'd watch their show and everything too. It's just not, it's, yeah. when I first started comedy, you know, when like when I used to first start getting like people to want to do interviews, magazines, everything like that. Yeah. Uh, they always like tell you like, well, who's your top five comedy influences and stuff. And, and always mine was going to be like George Carlin, Sam Kinison, Robert Schimmel, Lucille Ball, and people like that, that and Eddie Murphy. Those mm-hmm. five are like ones that when I was growing up, it was just like, holy shit, they're fantastic. And It's interesting that you say Lucille Ball because mm-hmm. she wasn't necessarily a stand-up, but she's still a comedian. She's still a comedian and she was yeah. a very intelligent woman. Right. She, they, and people a don't great realize, writer. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, she, they don't realize she was the first woman to ever be uh, the executive of a major studio mm-hmm. because her and Desi Arnaz owned Desi Lou. Yeah. And she was the executive owner. She was yeah. the smarter one of the two. Don't get me wrong. Desi Arnaz is <laughs> a very intelligent guy, too. Yeah. And I mean, neither those two are like an ultimate power couple in entertainment. Yeah. They did a lot of things that I didn't. I recently found a lot of this. Uh, they bought a lot of uh, television rights to really? old reruns. Oh. Yeah. And if it wasn't for Lucy ball giving this the green light to like star trek then star trek pretty much wouldn't exist to what it is now really? and most people do not realize that and i didn't know that until one of uh one of the star trek uh like the star trek geeks basically said that mm-hmm. you know what i mean it's it's incredible they started yeah they bought reruns and they're like why would you ever want to watch them again so a redhead and a cuban were responsible for that yeah wow. they actually did well and so they were like the power couple like jay-z and beyonce right now oh they're something. probably for what they've done in the entertainment industry that more people don't realize now what they started are way beyond what uh jay-z and beyonce would even be you know what i mean yeah. jay-z and beyonce are creating their stuff and helping and doing what they do yeah but what these guys did before things like a lot of us now we look at it like yeah reruns and all this shit mm-hmm. yeah it's a natural these guys are ones that pretty much were the ones that come up with this shit yeah. and so yeah but it, it's always cool so when that's cool but when people do like getting back to like your you know like your top five you know those are yeah. people that I always kind of looked at and i could still watch like almost anything they put out because it's just god it's just funny does your top five ever change 
Uh, not really. I mean, there's yeah. always favorites because you're talking, those yeah. are like the greatest of all time to yeah. to watch. And the weird part is shit, basically every one of them are dead except for Eddie Murphy. Yeah. You know, and he's mm-hmm. talking about coming back to do stand up again, possibly. Hopefully. Which cool. I would love to see that. Yeah. But, uh, when you get asked that, then people always ask, you know, who, which comics, you know, you don't like, or if you mention that, they'll, they'll say, uh, you know, which comics do you, you know, are you not a big fan of? Mm-hmm. And the one that was funny that used to piss a bunch of people off, and this was long before like all the allegations came out was Bill Cosby. Yeah. People like, you're know, like, Oh, Cosby is one of the best. And I go, I'm not a fan. And people be like, why? He's mm-hmm. great. And I go, I liked, uh, I like the cartoon, uh, mm-hmm. the, the junkyard game. I used to Bad watch Albert. the show. I like the show. The, see, and I wasn't Cosby. even, I wasn't big into the show. My mom and dad used to watch the show all the time. Like the must see TV Thursday on NBC, yeah. you know, which we'd, and I'd watch it when we were home and stuff like that. But yeah. when I was younger, I was playing soccer year round, man. I was never home. So. I used to, uh, there's a casino in Reno called Silver Lake. I used to be a PBX operator there. Okay. And when Bill Cosby would show up there, um, he would play there once a year or so. And, um, I always heard rumors that he was very racist, uh-huh. uh, that he was racist towards white people and he would treat white people like shit. Yeah. And did you ever hear rumors I, like that? I heard, I heard a lot of that. Mm-hmm. And then you didn't really hear much about the women allegations till right around, yeah. right around 2000. Right. I think it was, uh, that famous model. Yeah. Was one of them is, I can't even think of her damn name offhand now, but yeah, she talked about it mm-hmm. and which is kind of funny cause nobody ever, nobody ever, uh, yeah, that's my website. <laughs> nobody right. ever, uh, talked about, you know, that much of it. And then it was weird that Hannibal Burris all of a sudden came out. It's Angie Dickinson, right? That's who it is. And let's see. It's Janice Dick- Dickinson. Janice Dick- Dickinson. Yeah. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and she was one of the first ones that came out and was saying that, but people kept telling her, no, you're dumb. Stop saying that about him and this and that. And, yeah. You know, and, and then where it was weird. Cause yeah. When Hannibal Burris brought it up by on accident stage, too, it, because yeah. somebody was recording him and yeah. And which is one. it's the funny thing is, Hannibal probably said that four or five other times. Yeah. And nobody ever picked it up or caught it. But right. then, yeah, that one recording happened to do it. And then yeah. all of a sudden, that's when shit hit the fan. Yeah. And he's like, they started looking into it. And you're going, wow, if another comic's saying that. Yeah. And I mean, you, you know what? The, the body of work, though, what Bill Cosby did is it's pretty amazing. I mean, you know, a lot of years of being on television, different movies, yeah. all the albums he read. Don't get me wrong. I mean, what he did was pretty amazing like that. I was just never really a fan of his either. Cause, yeah. I mean, my comedy, I, I like George Carlin, man. I like Sam Kinison. I like Bill Hicks. You know, I like those guys that are just right. real, man. They'll, they tell you what's on their mind, but they're very eloquent in how they do it. It's not yeah. just, it's not shock factor of mm-hmm. how they can piss you off into a mood or something. Well, you see a lot of the comics nowadays. Um, you know, we all have similar things to the people from the past. Like you hear mm-hmm. a lot of people sound like Hicks now. Oh yeah. And even in the night, especially in the nineties, right after him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, a lot of people sounded like, uh, you know, all the like, uh, which Kinison, yeah, Sam know? Kinison, um, Joe Rogan, which happens to be, uh, he used to be a big Kinison fan. And yeah. when Andrew Dice Clay was on his podcast, he said, "When I when I met you in the '80s, and I saw you in the, as a young Joe Rogan in the comedy store, like I was like, that's a young uh, Dickinson right there, mm-hmm. Sam Kinison, 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 Sam, that's yeah. a young Kinison right there because Joe Rogan would do that; he would scream." Yeah. his punchlines he was sound he have a lot of energy up mm-hmm. there and yeah he was great man i was just watching that's funny. one of his specials on youtube he nice. was hilarious man. you go back and it go you go watch go watch sam kinnison stuff yeah and you're just it's a lot of people like didn't like him because he's abrasive and kind of yells and screams his thing mm-hmm. but that's that's his personality that's what he does mm-hmm. and it's it's pretty amazing i mean and he 
he was actually, his dad was a preacher. Yeah. Him and his brothers were supposed to become preachers. And then all of a sudden one day they all just decided, no, nah, this isn't for us. This is not he, what we want. He, he used to tell uh, people like Jimmy Schubert and mm-hmm. uh, what's the other guy from What the Fuck podcast. Um, I'm not sure. I knew Schubert. Mark was- Marin. That oh, was yeah. part of his crew. He used to tell them that eventually he wanted to retire comedy and go back to preaching. Oh, wow. Yeah, he wanted to go back to doing That's that. That's kind of, well, it's probably for the money. <laughs> yeah, that, he that used to tell them, pro- yeah, like he was a very like, uh, you know, like he was like the leader of the pack. Mm-hmm. And he did a lot of bad shit, And but he would have this conviction of one day I want to repent before I die so I could go to heaven. That's yeah. what they say. That's what, you know, and I don't, I don't know if, I mean, those guys may know, you know, because, but by going off of watching, uh, watching what he he says and does on his act and everything. Uh, Kennison, Kennison was more atheist than anything. Yeah. You know, you, I would think so, that too, especially, uh, those, yeah, those guys know him more than, more than what, what I do or, you know, and I've never met him. I just, you know, we used to watch him all the mm-hmm. time, but Sam Kennison was one that, I mean, he became like a rock star with mm-hmm. comedy. That was what it was. But everybody that you always talk about, like they just did a thing the other day on uh, Sirius XM. Mm-hmm. They did a little life and times talk about it. Cause it was, God, it was like 20 something years ago that Sam died like 22 or 24 years ago. And just actually south of here, on out by Laughlin, that's where he on got that killed. road to Laughlin, yeah, yeah, the Whiny Road. Mm-hmm. It was a drunk driver. Hit the him. Drunk driver hit him. Yeah, coincidentally, right after he became sober and clean and sober and was, mm-hmm. you know, like getting everything cool again. They they were saying though that he was like the most uh, gracious person, man. He was always sharing his money with anybody, taking yeah. care of whoever, and and it's it's cool like that when you hear that because you just it's it's amazing because then you hear so many other people that are just such assholes. <laughs> Yeah, you know well, he they they do say he was an asshole too though because he, yeah he fucked his best friend's girl and then got her pregnant. He ended up raising it nice. and then found out later on that it was Kenneth's kid. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know it happens. <laughs> What's he chewing on? No, that's. I, he he accidentally got her pregnant. You know, I was just she was just there, and I slipped and fell in. <laughs> you know, it's kind of one of those. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it, it would that would be tough. So, you know, it. Hi, buddy. Like humans, though, humans. Uh, people do shit like people that. People do stupid <laughs> shit, and uh, I really liked him though because uh, he was one of those first comics that, I mean, I guess I didn't know about him until I was a little bit older in my teens and. Uh, after he had died, of course. Yeah. But uh, me coming from a very hardcore religious background, uh, mm-hmm. being a Christian, and I myself wanted to be a preacher and a, a oh, pastor and all that. It's really cool to see that sometimes there's people like like that where I could relate to, like Kinnison. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe not so much in the comedic style, but um, like him or um, what's that guy from? Uh, I, I'm so bad with names, but there's this other guy uh, that has a podcast called You Made It Weird. Okay. Um, he, uh, he was a Christian, hardcore Christian. He even, I think he became a pastor or something like that, or if not a teacher. Oh, really? Yeah. I'll give you his name right here. Pete Holmes. Pete Holmes. Yeah. Pete Holmes came from a really hardcore hmm. Christian background. And he's not much into, uh, the, he's not much into being religious or anything else. No, anymore, he's more of an agnostic now, I guess. Yeah. And his podcast is great. He, nice. Especially when he has people like, uh, Duncan Trussell on there and they talk about crazy universe right shit. Uh, um now you grew up in utah but mm-hmm. how, what, what's your religious background uh we were we were we were raised open-minded man in utah uh-huh. your yeah. parents were uh 
Uh, not religious? No, not really. My uh, my I was raised by my stepdad, my uh, sperm donor father, biological one. <laughs> he didn't really have two shits to do with us. Yeah. Here's here's some good things. I, there's very few people who know the whole story. Okay, my uh, we I was born in Idaho originally. Uh-huh. Uh, we left we left uh, I, uh, Blackfoot, Idaho. That's where I was born. We left Idaho in the middle of the night, uh, six days after my third birthday. Mm-hmm. In the middle of the night. In the middle of the night. To move to Utah. So uh, happened, with your sperm donor? No, no, dad, with, uh, no it was uh, my sperm donor used to be like uh, kind of an asshole to okay. my mom. He would, he'd come home, he'd treat her like shit, you know, he'd, he'd pretty much leave her like home to take care of the kids while he'd go out and work and fuck. I mean, mm-hmm. that was his, it was, it was him. That's what he cared to do. He didn't give a shit. Yeah. And I'm young. I don't know what you really know much about this until I got older and then I started, you know, learning everything. So, like, so, you know, and I, I turned, like three, 1975, three or uh, six days after my birthday, we're uh, loading up a, a U-Haul and some campers and shit like that. And where we, was he at work or he fucking was, around? He was out of the bar. He was oh, a okay. drunk or some shit and okay. they knew it was the opportunity to go. And yeah. so my grandparents came up from uh, Utah where they lived. They came up and rented a truck and we emptied the house and I woke up the next day in a new place. We were living in Salt Lake City. And How many so, siblings? Uh, just me and my two brothers. You're the youngest? Yeah, I'm the youngest. Oh. And so... Usually we, comics are. <laughs> oh, yeah, I think so. Because we had the, we get picked on the most when we were younger. <laughs> but uh, so it was weird. So we ended up moving, you know, down there. And uh, so my mom's my mom's always a good mom. So she kept she kept took uh, track of, you know, like me and my brothers. So the divorce comes final. My mom gets uh, sole custody. My, my sperm donor is supposed to get my, uh, visitation. Mm-hmm. And so then what happens is... Uh, my mom remarries or gets remarried. She marries my stepdad, which my stepdad was actually my mom's like high school sweetheart from like fucking years, years Whoa. before. So, which is cool. Cause then, so my stepdad ends up raising me my, like most of my, my whole life. Uh-huh. Well, we end up like about a year late or about a couple years later. Cause I was getting ready to start uh, kindergarten. So mm-hmm. I ended up, I ended up starting school in Idaho, which is weird. We go up there to spend, uh, supposed to be up there for just a couple of weeks. So we end up spending like the entire summer. We were up there for like three months and, we didn't get to talk to my mom, didn't hear anything from her. We had no, we had no internet back then, you know, and you had one yeah, phone in the whole did. house and none of that <laughs> shit. There was, this was the Jetsons, this is the future. <laughs> so we couldn't, we couldn't, uh, you know, really call my mom or whatever, everything else. Well, all we kept hearing was the sperm donor was telling me, oh, your mom don't watch anymore. She is, you guys uh, are staying here and all yeah. this shit. Well, so talk about leaving the state again in the middle of the night. Uh, I started, I started kindergarten, uh, yeah. went to school one day. And it's like, wow, this is weird. You know, I guess I got a new family. Here we are. Wow. And you thought so, your mom wasn't going to come back? Yeah, I thought, I thought my mom didn't want anything to do with us because yeah. it's all we're being told. Yeah. And so then all of a sudden in the middle of the night, again, <laughs> we have uh, we have the uh, Utah Highway Patrol and the Idaho State Troopers all knocking on the door, basically kicking the door in. Oh, wow. Pulling me and my brothers out uh-huh. of it because we were basically, we were kidnapped. You were being kidnapped. And, uh, and you didn't know it. And we had no idea. Yeah. Because we were just being fed bullshit. Yeah. Well, so then, uh, so we end up coming back to the state of Utah in, in police cars, <laughs> which wow, is, that's cool. you know, which is kind of weird. So I was like five years old at the time. So a lot they of this drove stuff, you all the way down there. Uh, the, the Idaho state police would actually keep you to where Utah picked us up. So wow. Idaho state was there to help us. That would have been uh, cool if they took you in one of those prison buses. Oh yeah. All the way back home. <laughs> and that pulls a, pulls a heist, the bus flips over. Yeah. <laughs> like, they, uh, <laughs> what they did is they basically, they escorted us back mm. to the border, which, uh, we were 
in Idaho Falls, in which Idaho Falls is about 100, it's 100, oh. 120 miles roughly from, from where we were at to the border. And then the so other then, cops. So then the, the, U, other, the Utah Highway Patrol were there to kind of yeah. make sure everything was cool. So it is kind of oh, weird okay. when, when shit like that happens to you. And then all of a sudden yeah. you, uh, yeah, you wake up. And so anyway, yeah, so I ended up getting Whoa. raised by my, by my stepdad and everything. So. Yeah. And ever since that, no more dad visitations. <laughs> no, it's kind of weird, man. Yeah, everything's yeah. been pretty good since then. So. Yeah. Wow. I, don't, I don't even know what the hell we started. I just told you the story. But. No, that's cool though. This <laughs> yeah, is what just, it's all about. It's about not it, we we can meander and do whatever, dude. Um, that's that's crazy. So you grew up in in Utah. Oh yeah. So yeah, growing up in Utah. Yeah. So so yeah. So we ended, we ended up making our home then in in Salt Lake City for a while. And uh, your stepdad wasn't <laughs> religious. Your mom. No, my really... my stepdad grew up uh, basically Catholic, mm-hmm. roughly, and my mom grew up with uh, my 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 grandfather was pretty much agnostic, atheist, whatever mm-hmm. you want to be. And my grandma was kind of Mormon in, way, in a way. She was mm-hmm. Mormon because a lot of people in the area were. Yeah. And so my grandpa was never into that. My grandma, my grandfather was more into being human, being kind to everybody. He didn't care who they were. You know, he was cool with you and make sure you take care of you. Mm-hmm. And so, so by the time my mom and my stepdad got back together, they were kind of both under the same assumption that they didn't really want much to do with yeah. the religious lifestyle of either one of it. And they pretty much gave us the, uh, the option, you know, uh, like, here you go. So yeah. we, we, you know, when I was younger, we would kind of come home and be like, Hey, why don't we go to church? And everybody uh, else is doing it. Yeah. These all, <laughs> all the neighbors are, and yeah. you know, not all of them there, there were, there was actually a lot more non Mormons than people realizing. Really? Utah. Oh yeah. There's a lot more than, than you realize. Oh. And so, uh, we'd, I'd always ask mom, I'd be like, well, you can go if you want to. I never went to Mormon church, never joined the church, never any of that, but I would play sports with them yeah. because they always wanted like the people that were athletes playing. They're like, Hey, you can come over. Cause it was kind of their way to recruit you saying, Hey, come, yeah. come hang out and do this. And I'm like, I'll come play with you and I'll, I'll go to your dances cause girls are there, Yeah, but I'm not going to go, we're not going to go play, you know, we're not going to go to the, the Sunday school or any of that yeah. stuff with you. But so that's, that's pretty much so what were you it like was. The- since you were not the non-religious one, mm-hmm. um, you say. I mean, you still had Mormon uh, students in your. Oh, there's a, oh yeah, whatever. no, there there was a lot. There was a lot of Mormon people, and, and were you like thing, the black, huh? bad influence? Maybe like you were the bad kid, like you know, to to some drinking a Pepsi in front of them. <laughs> <laughs> it's not really that bad, but the stereotypes are so fun to make fun of because people they all think that. Yeah. Uh, no, we we had and don't get me wrong. There, there's a lot of Mormon people that you know we grew up with and lived around, and we still talk to a lot of them. I mean, the, their religion is no different than anybody else's. It's just everybody yeah. gets their quirkiness that they want to yeah. make fun of and do, and and they're, and they're fine. I mean, the the core when it comes to uh, yeah, it was 1976 that you're talking about with Mormons. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hold the priesthood is what you're talking yeah so you you yeah, were but you're but you you're, were after the the when, when blacks were a lot of them well yeah they pretty much <laughs> okay 1978 when they hold the priesthood. Well, yeah yeah but it's uh you know i mean the the mormon family the way the mormon family structure is done it's fantastic because i mean they do really they really are very strong knit when it comes to family they want to be you know what i mean do you ever family meet any first. black mormons there are, there's some there. Oh yeah. I don't think there I've ever are. met any black Mormons. There was one, here's the funny thing. We did a uh, show, since Larry Wilmore's show just got canceled, the nightly show. Uh-huh. Uh, we, Larry Wilmore did a, a show that was for Showtime. They were supposed to do a whole series of it. It lasted one episode mm-hmm. and it was filmed in Salt Lake City. Mm-hmm. It was called Race, Religion, and Sex in the United States. Yeah. And they went to Salt Lake very first. There was actually a black guy that was on the show that was up there that was being one of the uh, the talk, doing, yeah. doing some of the talk. 
Uh, it's rare, right? <laughs> he was he was a Mormon, yeah, and it wow. was so funny because it's yeah, like a black Republican. It is. It's kind of like <laughs> holy shit, it happens, you know. But it, and yeah. yeah, we were actually there for that taping. It's funny because you can see me and my wife were sitting like front row. We get to see like <laughs> there's a whole bunch of times they kept showing us on the show. And oh, that's cool. Yeah, it was pretty fun to watch. It was yeah. a cool thing. the The edited version that they put on Showtime was horrible. Yeah, but the uh, watching it live when they were recording it was yeah. was fantastic. Jeff Garland was there. Yeah, you know Jeff Garland. Yeah, I, I've heard of him. Yeah, yeah. he he's me... on right now. He's on the Goldbergs. Yeah, he, he sounds pl- so familiar. Yeah, he plays the dad. G A R. Oops, Garland. Right there. He plays the dad. He plays the dad on the Goldbergs, and now nah, he's he's cool as can be, man. Yeah. Oh yeah, go. I know him. Yeah, he's he's funny. He's a Cubs fan That's too, great. so I like him. That's cool, man. <laughs> But he, uh, yeah, he was there. He took a picture with me and Carl afterwards, and he was standing on like the stage, and we're sitting down in front of it. Mm-hmm. And he kind of like bent down to kind of smile with us, and it looks like he's going to eat us because he, <laughs> he looks so huge. Yeah. And I don't think, oh, he says he's six foot one. I didn't realize he was that tall, but yeah, he's yeah, tall. he, uh, it's funny. Yeah, he, he's a good dude, man. He was funny as can be. He made he made that taping really funny, and he does comedy too. He's a stand up also. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, I, right now when I was looking him up, it looks like he has a podcast as well. Oh, wow. I did not even know that. By the way, conversation. Yeah. We're in conversation with Jeff Garland. See? That's pretty there cool. You go. Uh, I want to say I just recently heard him on... Uh, on Joe Rogan's? I think so. I thought he was on there, but hmm. I could be wrong. Oh, there's one of the pictures that just popped up. What do you feel about that? Leslie Jones, man. All the people going after her. Holy shit. Yeah, just uh, with since Ghostbusters... Well, yeah, with Ghostbusters, they were going after her for that, and then somebody hacked her account because mm-hmm. and put like a whole bunch of nude pictures up and shit. Of her? Uh, yeah. Ooh, that was just like two yummy. days ago. She, I think she's funny, man. Have you I, ever seen her live? I've never seen her live, no. Fucking destroys. Does she really? Yeah, I saw Did you go the, see her? I saw her at the comedy store. She was one of the comics on the lineup. And, oh, nice. Um, I was seeing like on the third row, and she was just... She's so quick with the people too, and her crowd works amazing. Wow, yeah, we we've watched her on Saturday Night Live, and and then just seen some odd and end things. Ever and I was mm-hmm. like, I think she's funny. I think she seems like a cool person too. I saw Ghostbusters. Yeah. Uh, I, there was some really t- fucking. There was some really shitty parts, but there mm-hmm. was some good parts too. And then um, I thought she was great. Yeah, it? I'm not big into a lot of remakes anyway. I like the new Ghostbusters because. Personally, I think Kate McKinnon that's in there mm-hmm. is probably going to be like one of the next bigger stars. Okay, she's not okay. Not Kristen Wiig. She's the other white girl. Right? She's the one that plays like the nerdy scientist like girl. Dude, on there. she remind me of a uh, of a Jim Carrey or Steve mm-hmm. Martin, all quirky. Oh yeah, and physical. You, she you was ever, good. Do man. you watch her on Saturday Night Live? Yeah, she plays Justin Bieber. Dude, right? she does Justin Bieber, Hillary Clinton. Yeah, and also she's uh, great, dude. God, who's the other one? Oh, and Ellen. Dude, she does Ellen DeGeneres like oh, yeah? perfect. Yeah, yeah. She and uh, when you watch any of the ones that are on Saturday Night Live right now, she's the next big star. She yeah. really is because wow. she's she's just very talented at what yeah. she does. And then that was like one of her you know breakout movie roles, maybe. Because mm-hmm. but yeah, watching her, she's she's fantastic. I, yeah. I I watch all the characters she does just because she's so damn good at it. Yeah, she's good. So uh, with this new crew of Saturday Night Live, at first I wasn't feeling it. I was like, maybe like two years ago, but it, they're growing on me now. Yeah. Because ever since Andy Samberg left, I'm like, when he left, I mean, you know, when your favorites leave, like when Jimmy Fallon left, I almost quit Saturday Night Live. Well, yeah. Then everybody's like, oh, damn it. Uh-huh. But see, I remember quarterback with Chris Rock and exactly. all those guys on there. And you're just like, damn, these guys are funny. And, yeah. Ad- and, and Adam Sandler and David oh, Spade, yeah, oh. Chris Farley. I mean, they were so funny. But the funny thing is when you and you think back to when they were on there, everybody's telling you how horrible they were. Oh, this is horrible. Saturday yeah. Night Live sucks. Mm-hmm. And you're watching it going, 
if it sucks so bad, why are all these people still right. working? Right. You know what I mean? And yeah. they've all become better. I think some of the ones that are on there now, they will do the same thing. They'll move yeah. on and get better. And They just got rid of two guys. Two guys. I've seen that. Uh, Jay Farrell, the guy yeah. that did Obama, he was great. I was kind of surprised. And somebody said the reason why they think they got rid of him is because Obama's terms coming to an end. And, oh, okay. You know, and I'm yeah. kind of thinking... That's, Ooh, that's yeah, fucked up. Yeah. But I'm thinking he could do so many characters. Well, yeah, though. he was doing like Jay Z and yeah. he basically, Eddie Murphy. Oh yeah, he did like the whole BET Awards. Did you see that one when he did no. that? Oh my god, he nailed like every black character that, or not character, but uh, person that was on there, and it was just so funny because yeah, he nailed, uh, he nailed all kinds of stuff. Oh yeah. And, and uh, it was a, a skit. Oh, I totally spelled that shit. Awards. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, right there. He's the Impression King, BET. But yeah, he did it. It was so funny, man. He he nailed like, yeah, Jay-Z. He Is do, it the BET players? Uh, I I don't know if where... When you go through there and you start looking, you see all the different ones. He did it on Saturday Night Live, though, where I seen it. Oh, really? And it was just so funny because he did it like during Weekend Update. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he did Jay-Z and then he did like Eddie Murphy. He did like everybody. Yeah. And it was just way funny listening to him. He's good, dude. Um... He has a, a lot of people um, don't like impressionists, but have you seen him do stand-up, his stand-up? I've seen a little bit of his, yeah. A lot of his impressions, but yeah. um, and I get it, man. Um, comics, sometimes we hate, on, we hate on people with guitars. I know I do. <laughs> you know, guitars, <laughs> oh, yeah. the fucking... Uh, there are, or magicians. <laughs> yeah, even magician is better than a guitar, though. Here's what I hate about people with guitars, and I'm sorry. I'm, I'm going to spit out some haterade right now, but... If you're doing parodies, uh-huh. that's not being creative. If right. you have a guitar, make a new song. Be you know, I'm a, I, I mean, I was gonna say magician. I mean, musician. I play instruments and uh, play guitar, or whatever. Okay. But if I ever want to do a funny song, I want to create a new melody. Yeah. I don't want to do a fucking parody. Have that's not ever, creative. Have you ever watched Tim Minchin? Or do you know who Tim Minchin is? Mm-mm. He's he does a lot of the South Park songs. Mm-hmm. He like you're an uncle fucking fucker. That's his song. Oh really? <laughs> but the dude has if if you just hit in Tim Minchin when you get a few minutes to go watch Don't like stuff on YouTube. Tim? Yeah, T I M M I N C H I N. Yeah, right there. Sweet. He's got he he has all these songs that are just ridiculous. Fuck the poor. <laughs> oh yeah. And and it's songs that he's singing. He's talented. He plays the piano, oh, he plays cool. the guitar. And the guy, the guy's ridiculously funny. Yeah. So. Oh, that's cool. Now I have, <laughs> I had a weird, weird Al uh, pulled up here and he does parodies. I love weird Al. I like gangsta paradise. The yeah. one that you got right there. Yeah. No, I was going to play that for you. Nice. <laughs> but yeah. I ended up starting with the other one. Yeah. I don't mind. I don't but mind. I don't mind parodies. <laughs> don't get me wrong. But the thing I hate about uh, going to an open mic or a comedy contest with, when a guy with a guitar goes up there, he's going up there with cheat codes and i talked about it on the podcast before Uh but it's like using a cheat code it's like me going out there and doing all george lopez jokes hacky fucking it's hacky oh yeah to me it's hacky Mm -hmm. i don't know i got you but because you know it's easy to win it's the low it's it's the lowest common denominator Mm -hmm. but if you go out there and you kill it with an original song by all means yeah fucking do well that's like when when you're watching america's got talent stuff do you guys ever watch that i watch every once in a while see we we watch it quite a bit and i like it i don't watch a lot of tv anymore i like to well we watch whatever carla dvrs like certain shows and we'll watch those and yeah and if not i'm watching espn news or comedy center that's pretty much all i watch yeah but uh 
on America's Got Talent, when you watch the the people that the people that piss me off, okay, don't get me wrong, the singers come out that have beautiful voices and everything else. They come out and they sing other people's songs and they keep moving on in the competition. Mm-hmm. If a comedian comes out there, yeah. they have to come out with their own original material. Yeah. They have to do it. And I posted that in a uh, in a like the comedians helping comedians group. I was like, hey, what do you guys think about this? Mm-hmm. I had a few people get pissed off at me about that. Why would you get mad at the singer for doing this and that? I'm going. Because they're like, so what? They got other people have songwriters and this and that. I'm going, mm-hmm. Taylor Swift doesn't. I'm like, yeah. Taylor Swift writes her own, does her own music and everything else. I mean, yeah. come on, it can be done. And yeah. a lot of the musicians can, are, that are songwriters, do sing yeah. their own songs. I've seen it on but American they, Idol where they do original songs. Well, no, sometimes, no. The, sometimes uh, not, not American It wasn't American Idol because they were doing like all their, their uh, karaoke basically too. And same yeah. as like The Voice. The Voice there, was, yeah. uh, there was one that used to be on like the Nashville Network or whatever. Mm-hmm. It was called like Country Superstar. Yeah. They had to actually be able to play an instrument. They had to write their own music oh. and they had to sing their own song. Oh, that's cool. So that's like where you get like Miranda Lambert, if you know who she is. No. She, if, she won it? She won She won. She's, cool. she's one of the winners that came off of that. Mm-hmm. And you watch her and she's fantastic. She sings, writes, does her shit and you're going. And that's why when I look at these contests and, and comedians get kind of screwed because yeah. first off you can't go out there and you know in 90 seconds you can do good in 90 seconds or you have to have a disability or a handicap yeah so they can feel bad for you have a nice background exactly story, let's you know? do a feel-good story to yeah. why i you know and the thing is uh i i i had opportunities to go try out for america's got talent i thought yeah because yeah, i had the thing let's go do this bad thing is i ended up not going because i sat and watched the year tom cotter was on there if you know who tom cotter yeah. is Tom Cotter is a fucking amazing yeah. comedian. The guy is funny. His and his wife's probably funnier than he is. Oh, uh, Carrie, she's a, she's a comedian. And she's a comedian too. That. Yeah, Carrie Louise. Both of them are really funny, and they're a great husband and wife comedy duo. Tom went on there and ended up taking second place. I don't think you're going to get a comic that can go on there to win. Chris Rock probably couldn't go on there to win. Take Chris Rock's name away from him and just put him on there as a comedian. He mm-hmm. couldn't win that competition. Mm-hmm. That's And that's the problem when it comes to something like yeah. that. Yeah. Because, you know, that's why I hate when I see the musicians come out and they're singing like, you know, here are this jams from Mariah Carey and we're going to sing it. And they're going, oh. You, you, mm. you should go out there and go, these jokes are all done from George Lopez. And no, I'm mm-hmm. not Carlos Mencia, but let's come to yeah. him. You know what I mean? Exactly, dude. And it's like, ah. When, when I would see uh, comedians go up with uh, instruments at an open mic competition, at least put them up last, but it's not the same category as stand up. If you're going to yeah, go out there and sing different. a parody, yeah. yeah. And don't put them up first because they're going to kill it. They're going to mm-hmm. do good. And then it's going to make the rest of the show already more shittier. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, especially, yeah, an open mic, too. If uh, the yeah. way I look at it with, with me doing, like, with, I, with me booking the rooms that I do and stuff, yeah. I, I look at who, who's entertaining. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? If you can be entertaining and play your instrument, then I'll put you up. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. If, uh, and that's the same way I look, because I'm, I, and don't get me wrong. I mean, I've put up some people that probably shouldn't have been up. I'm not talking instrument players. I'm talking yeah, uh, just stand-ups. other stand-ups. Mm-hmm. I put them up, and I'm just like, oh damn, you know. Mm-hmm. But I get it's I, part I, of the booking process. It's, it's part of it, and I want to give I want to give a lot of people a chance because yeah. there's uh, it, we all need a chance. That's the thing, you know. Yeah. And, and you never know when all of a sudden that diamond in the rough might just pop up, and you're going, damn, that person's pretty good. Yeah. You know, so a few people took a chance on me, and I got lucky, and then I ended up getting into you know some decent things. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I mean, there's still more that I always want to do. I'm of not course. happy with where I am. I'm not satisfied. You shouldn't be. But uh, you know, you want to do more. Yeah. But some of the some of the people just, you know, never get the opportunity, the right chance. And let's talk about that. Your show is every Wednesday. Yeah, every Wednesday at Rollin' Smoke, which is next you, to 
Pawn Stars. Right next so, to Pawn Stars. Yeah, Las Square. Vegas Boulevard. So you guys get some tourists come in there? Yeah, we get tourists. We get uh, awesome when we get like Canadians or, or not Canadians, excuse me. Uh, they're Canadians, all right, too. I like them. But uh, I, we get like the Australians or the English yeah. people. I love when they come in there because the more the more swearing you do, yeah. the more they laugh. Oh, that's cool. It's just, it's so damn funny because we, yeah. we had like five or six Aussies that were sitting like right up front a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. And so I just started messing around with them and getting all of them to swear back to me. And the whole room was just <laughs> busting up laughing because that's, cool. cause that's the way they talk and it's just funny. And comedy's you know? blowing up everywhere, especially in, in Australia yeah. and in England. So it's like there's festivals now and all. Oh, so yeah. when they come out here and they see the different different styles you, you have and they love here. it yeah they oh, love yeah. it they had a good time i mean yeah we had uh, the uh last not last week week before we had a, a group of people out from pittsburgh mm-hmm. and it was kind of funny they were actually just they were having some barbecue out in front when we pulled up and uh my wife and valerie both wanted to take a picture of me in front of the uh uh marquee because my face is up on the marquee all the time Mm -hmm. which is really cool when you're actually when your face is on the las vegas boulevard on a marquee rotating all the time it's pretty cool man oh yeah i don't care who puts it up or where they put it but when it's on like las vegas boulevard Mm -hmm. it's kind of a cool to see and uh so we went out there to take a picture in front of it and all of a sudden we had a whole group of people come over and like oh hey who are you and i'm like i'm just doing a show up stairs tonight and we come sit i'm thinking don't get me, I'm not bigger than what you want to think I am. I'm like, but you know, I ended up by giving them like a DVD and signed it for them and all that shit. And they came up and enjoyed the show. I mean, they had a great time and, mm-hmm. and they're like, we're going to be back in a few months. Cause I guess they fly across country to come out to Vegas. Yeah. Which is funny. Cause that's a hotspot right there where you're at then. Oh yeah. It's, it's close enough. Cause I mean, think about how many people walk by Pawn Stars every day. I've you're o- talking I've thousands almost, of people. I've almost ran over probably five or six different people on different occasions. Oh right yeah. There. Because the, they take, they go into the street to take a picture. They of the, stand right out there. And then the when they, shop. <laughs> Oh yeah, and which which is weird. I I don't get the attraction. I mean, people love the show. Yeah, and and sometimes like uh, Rick's up in that bar every Friday and Saturday night, so he's there all the time. Yeah, and then like some of the others will occasionally roll through, but it is kind of it is kind of weird that yeah, just the attraction I, yeah. that people. Get I've never to seen it. that show, but I love how yeah. it's creating a, it's created a buzz. Ever since I moved to Vegas, mm-hmm. it's always packed there. Oh yeah, every yeah. day of the week, and it, it's so weird. I never understood that either because I drove by and I'm thinking. It's just a little building. Was it like, called Pawn Stars? Pa- it's yeah, it's Pawn, Pawn Stars, Stars is the name of the show. The name of the show. The world famous Gold and Silver Pawn Shop is the actual name of the shop. People go in there and uh, all the time just to take pictures with the people yeah. in there and people that rent on the on the TV show. Do you guys so. promote uh, the show in there? You have flyers inside that? Uh, I don't know if they do or not. I was told they do. I and they used to have is that it all little the same cards. property. It's the same property, yeah. It's, okay, so same ownership? Or, uh, well, the Rolling Smoke is actually owned by uh, different people, okay. people out of Arkansas. But Rick uh, Rick is kind of like a part owner with it, with Sweet. his name and everything. So, yeah, they want more people to come in there and do That's things. That's cool, so. man. And the barbecue there is fucking amazing. Oh, so, it's, the, be- it's you, the best barbecue in Vegas. You can go there any time of the, of the week, but the best is always Wednesday nights. Um, go in there, oh, yeah. get some barbecue, and have some laughs. Nice. Tell you one other thing before we wrap it all the way up. The yeah. uh, it's coming up on a year. A year ago it was the very first time I ever had my my face and name on the Las Vegas Strip. Oh uh, yeah, when you headline at SLS. Yeah, at the SLS, yeah. and that's coming up uh, Labor Day weekend. Is actually it's kind of it's so weird because the the pictures started popping up in my news feed for on this day. Oh yeah, and it's still like the coolest thing ever. Yeah. When you go there, uh, the SLS has the front and back side of the billboard. And mm-hmm. then, and then they have the one on the bill on the front side of the building. They have one right by the entrance you walk in, and they also have one on the back side. So my face was rotating between that for the entire week, yeah. and it was just—it's it, like the weirdest thing when you're a comedian. And everything you're like all excited, going, "I've got to do this, or I got to do that." Uh, 
honestly, like that's probably like the, one of the biggest things yeah. I've ever seen happen in my life. Just like, holy shit. And they used shit. to be the Sahara. Yeah. Think about all the legends that all played the at that the Sahara. You know? Oh, yeah. The very opening night of the SLS room, uh-huh. Kathleen Dunbar was there. Oh, wow. And Kathleen's fantastic. You ever watch her? No. Oh, forever. man. If you yeah. get a chance to go watch her, she's, yeah. she's by far one of my favorite people to watch. I yeah. mean, she lives here locally, but she does travels all over the country. Yeah. But... God, she's just, she's got such a natural talent, especially, and she owes, she owns Vegas. I mean, just the way she knows how to talk about it. She's lived here for so long. Uh, but she was, she had a picture of her when she did uh, the Sahara clear back in shit. What'd she say? It was like 1990 or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, yeah, now she's, and she came back and was the opening one for the SLS that first night. And I was just like, yeah, we went and watched her. I'm like, man, that's fucking awesome. That's great. So, but yeah, that's, that's one of the things by far. I mean, people tell you like, oh, I want a headline on the Las Vegas strip, Mm -hmm. you know? And then you think like, man, this is going to be the greatest. And now here I am. It's just like, eh, it happened. Yeah. Yeah, I remember it was great. I remember the very first time I performed at um, LA comedy club at Mm -hmm. Bally's and I was just like, I was all of a sudden I was on stage and usually when I'm on stage, I tell people I get nervous before. Yeah. And when, once I grab the mic, the nerves go away. Mm -hmm. Well, this one time, the very first time I went up, I grabbed the microphone. I'm like, okay, everything's good. Everything's good. I'm doing my jokes. And I look at the crowd and I'm like, do you remember that room? Where yeah, I was, they, they shut it down right about six months after we got yeah, here. Where uh-huh. you, if you look behind you, you can see the strip. And oh, yeah. Dude, I was like fucking tripping. I'm like, I'm on the fucking strip performing. Oh, yeah. Holy shit. Like, it just hit me hard. I was nice. like, couldn't believe it. But now it's like every week we do oh, it. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're there all the time. And that's like, with like, uh, Las Vegas Live was the very first <clears throat> one I ever did. And I did a guest spot on there like, not oh, with even, Edwin? Or before no, it was, Edwin? It was before Edwin got okay. here. And uh, who the hell was the headline? Oh, uh, Kayvon was the headliner that Kayvon, night. Kayvon, yeah. And Kayvon, funny as hell. That's the first time we'd ever seen him. Yeah, he's and, from Reno. Like, oh, Is that where he's from? Yeah, he's from oh, really? Reno. Yeah. God, they he's have great. two people funny from there, huh? <laughs> <laughs> nah, he, and he, he was... Judge Mills Lane? <laughs> that's the one. Yeah, he, he was funny. And we, yeah, we had a good time. I went up, you know, watched... Uh, I got the little guest spots the first time I could. And it was, it was fun, man. All of a sudden, I was like, yeah. damn. I've, but I actually... Funny thing is, I was on Fremont Street before I was ever even on the Strip. Yeah. I, I did uh, the plaza, like, right after I got here. Yeah. And which was kind of weird because most other people are like, how the hell did you get in there? I'm like, they asked me to. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. But most people don't realize I was doing comedy long before I came to Vegas. Cool. And so, yeah, yeah a lot yeah. of people move here and just start. I'm like, no, mm-hmm. I've been doing it long before I ever got here. So Yeah, you've been doing it for a while. Unfortunately. No, actually, fortunately, <laughs> I love it, man. I'm That's enjoying great. the ride. If we get no more, no further than where we are, I'm fine, but I'm yeah. enjoying the ride, man. No, it's great, it's part man. of the journey. And you got a great show. People could go watch it. Uh, every Wednesday night, the show starts at eight. Eight o'clock. Eight o'clock, and you always have uh, different features, headliners. Yeah, different lineup every week. Uh, I, I rotate through the majority of them, local Vegas people. A few mm-hmm. people traveling in and out from either Utah, Vegas, or I mean Utah, LA, Arizona. What's the cost of the show? It's free. Free. free admission, Look at that! You can't beat that. So can't beat it right on the strip if you come to vegas go see the show right there wednesday nights yeah definitely or uh, friend me on facebook or twitter instagram all that shit yeah you can follow me on linkedin if you want to but i don't get on there <laughs> <laughs> uh it's let me see so on twitter it's um at steve m comedy steve m comedy what so if there's not that many steve mcanelli's uh-huh. why why didn't you get steve mcanelli on twitter uh because is it taken no oh I just I started doing everything as Steve M Comedy. I did that on there and on Twitter mm. or on on Instagram. Instagram also. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's the so same you keep thing. it consistent yeah. everywhere. 
Uh, I found your website too. Because my my last name's a lot harder for people to spell. That makes sense. So that's why. And I actually do own stevemcomedy.com too, but I haven't got it linked up to this webpage yet. So, so. people could visit your website, Steve Steve McAnally. Steve McAnally.com. Steve McAnally.com. And you have. What do you have on here? Oh, there's a little bit of my biography. You got some photos, some different places I've performed, a place to order my DVD if you'd like that. This is from the that's time from, you performed That's from the, the SLS. Yeah, yeah, that's when I headlined a year ago. Awesome. So, yeah, we've got a few of those left, and then we'll – I don't know if I'll do another DVD. We'll probably do a downloadable uh, cast that I can put on iTunes where people can download it and not actually see me but hear it. So mm. there are a few videos, too. Uh, a clean one, 31, regular one, and then also like two different TV appearances we have on there too. So, On the video? Yeah, on the video link. Cool. And then, of course, on my side, you got Lisa Lampanelli when she gave me a plug for uh, to come watch my show when I was running my show in Utah. That's awesome, dude. She's uh, Yeah, she. we met her in uh, Wendover, Nevada, of all places, if you've ever heard of Wendover. No. It's the border of probably. Uh, no, it's the border between Okay, it's like uh it's 110 miles directly west of Salt Lake City. Oh, okay. Right on the border. It's it's basically like the prim or the or it's like the prim or the mesquite. Yeah. That's what it is and so tons of people come down and and hang out there and we had a good time. We met we met Lisa Lampanelli out there and yeah, she was as nice as could be, man. She told it you know, Yeah. She I asked her I said, "Hey, would you shoot a promo for me?" She goes, "Sure. Tell me what you want." And uh, I just said, well, this is the name of my uh, show, and that's my name. And she goes, okay. And she said it like one take with my iPhone. We just shot it, and we, and she's like, you want me to do it again? And I'm like, no, you got like a whole line of people. I'm like, I'm cool, dude. Whatever you you did fine for me. Yeah. Thank you so much. And that's cool. Yeah. So, so, so um, cool, man. Well, thank you for being on the show today. I know you got to run. I got to get ready to and uh, get ready for the show tonight. But um, uh, anything else you want to tell people? You already told them where to follow you. Yeah, where to follow and come hang out. And hey, if you're not seeing me, just uh, go watch go watch uh, live stand up comedy, man. Go enjoy it. Yeah, it's uh, life. Life sucks on a lot of <laughs> on a lot of aspects. Yeah, go sit back and relax and just enjoy. And and by all means, uh, if you're in the audience, unless the comedian asks your opinion or something to say, shut the fuck up and watch the show <laughs> and eat barbecue. <laughs> just watch the show. We don't get that many. We don't get that many hecklers. We've had a few, but not very yeah. many. But I'm talking like any show in general. Yeah, you know, I'm tired to seeing heckler own or comedian owns heckler videos on youtube when they're plants in the audience and you're like that's not yeah goddamn heckler being owned yeah uh yeah just go watch the show and shut up and let us try to do our craft and hopefully we'll get better and yeah. maybe one day you'll say god i seen that dude in the barbecue and now he's on nbc this is amazing <laughs> and as long as it's not on there for america's most wanted i'm happy yeah so thanks for that appreciate <laughs> hey, it man. dude we've been wanting to do this for a very long time i, I know you did the we got to do the chat snap when you were on the toilet that's right back in december but, it was uh, intimate yeah it was so uh <laughs> let's let's uh, finish off with one of the songs you uh you mentioned by Tim Minchin. Is that mm-hmm. what you Yeah, Tim Minchin. It says, fuck the poor. That's fine by me. I don't I don't know this one, but we'll find it one? now. All right. <laughs> I do. Well, thank you. Uh, everybody follow me uh, on Instagram, Twitter. Uh, fucking, what else is there? YouTube, Fred Recker, F-R-E-D-R-E-K-E-R. Go to my website, Freddy Korea. And uh, cool, man. Subscribe. Sorry, Peace. Man. Yeah, I sing one of your songs. Well, I wanted you to do a song, yeah. and they, they insist it's not my idea. No. Go hang out, man. It's cool. (laughs) 
I would be a liar if I pretended to admire the red light windscreen cleaning empire that you've built. <laughs> But my heart is good, it's not a thing of stone or wood. I'll give you 50 cents to take away my guilt. I give money to folk that just don't have enough. To try to justify the future purchases of stuff that I don't need. I know that one less vodka cranberry tonight. And I could feed some foreign family for a fortnight. But I might just have one more. After all, what is vodka for? Apart from making you want to shag your best mate's wife. Dampening the guilt you feel about your perfect life. Fuck the poor, what is all this hoo-ha for? There's only one reason I'll phone 1-800-034-034 It's the force that drove Teresa and that school that Oprah built I'll give you 50 bucks to take away my guilt Fuck the poor, I'm not pretending anymore That I really give two shits about Some kids in Bangalore I'm more interested in footy Than seeing the Solomons rebuilt But I'll give you 50 bucks To take away my guilt I'll give you 50 bucks To take away my guilt Now an international comedy festival, guys!